Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Pack up your belongings, it's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucida News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Brett White. I'm also a reporter and producer for Decider.com, and this week I am joined by returning guest Jeremy Bent and newcomer Diana McCory. Hello, Jeremy and Diana. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're glad Thank to be you. here. This is Very my <laughs> Price is Right voice. <laughs> I love it. Your Rod that's Roddy voice. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> happening right now. Yeah, so thanks for coming out. We, um, great pleasure to be here. Me full disclose, we've had a bunch of Cheesecake Factory. That's true, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I managed to talk everyone into that. We yeah. survived a Cheesecake Factory fire drill that uh-huh. yeah. didn't mobilize anyone at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> no. By drill, you mean... An alarm going an alarm off. Went and off. everyone kind of be like, Meh. Everyone's like, we've just had 2,000 calories of pasta, so we'll <laughs> yeah. just wait until the fire hits us, and then we'll <laughs> yeah. move. Yeah, we'll, we'll just see. Yeah, and that we'll plan just... worked out. Yeah, yeah, we're all good. We were all fine. <laughs> we were all fine. Uh, I'm just not going to get the Asian food at Cheesecake Mm-mm. Factory, I think. I don't mine. think it's their strength. No, and I will never get a salad at Cheesecake Factory <laughs> this again. Is... This was my second attempt at a Cheesecake Factory <laughs> salad. Sheesh. Uh, not good. <laughs> um, but this week on the show... We are traveling to November 3rd, 1996. Mm. Romeo and Juliet, or Romeo plus Juliet, ruled the box office. Sure. No Diggity Bosley. by Blackstreet topped the charts. Oh, great song. Oh, so good. And Fox aired the Simpsons episode, You Only Move Twice. Jeremy and Diana, you must have seen You Only Move Twice before today. Uh, yeah, yes. I might have seen it when it aired. Oh. Uh, because... I would have been 13 years old, about to turn 14 in just a few short weeks. And so I would have been a Simpsons fan at that point. Mm. So probably I had already, I was well prepared to watch that episode. Yeah, I probably saw it too. I was watching it pretty religiously as a kid. I was eight, I guess. 1996, yeah. Yeah. I have never seen it before today because, as I've talked about, I think sporadically, this is a show that I was not allowed to watch as a child. I think my parents were not fans of the simpsons because they had sort of heard it was like vulgar yeah and then i think my dad sat down and watched an episode with us and he's like i think my my dad is where i get a lot of my sense of humor i think my dad thought it was funny yeah and so i think he's like it's they can watch the simpsons it's okay and so then we were allowed to do it let's talk about this uh the simpsons panic i feel like there was because i what i remember about the simpsons because i feel like most of my simpsons memories as a child are from, like, the first two years it was on air. That's when the panic was there. Yeah, because... Yeah. So it debuted in 89? Yeah, 88, 89, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, around that time I was four or five, and the notion of a primetime cartoon, not new, because the 60s had the Jetsons and the Flintstones, sure, yeah. so, like, we had those, but mm-hmm. it had been a long time, and also those shows did not curse. Yeah. Use the curse words. I mean, it's like... You look at what The Simpsons did, and it's so tame to compare to what's well, on TV right. today. Yeah. yeah, I was born later, so my childhood had the South Park panic. Yeah. South Park is so South Park much, is so much worse. Pretty dirty. Yeah. So much, yeah, yeah. Infant. The first episode has, like, Cartman getting probed up the ass by an alien. Right. Like, yeah. you watch 
you watch... They're like starving children from Africa getting like eaten and infected with AIDS. It's, yeah, it's, it's a really, horrible. Yeah. It's, it's like horrible. Simpsons says the word hell. Yeah. You know? right. Well, I remember because what I same. also remember is um, when the Do the Bart Man came yes. out, that was a big deal. And that has the line like, and Lisa's always playing that damn saxophone. Oh, yeah. And I remember... Damn. As a child, I heard that and I sang that lyric, and my sister, who was like babysitting me, had to like, "Uh oh, you, <laughs> this is you a problem." Can't say that word. So that's wow. like, so it was just not welcome in my house. But mm. I remember later on when I was in college, I uh, took a history of sitcom class, and we watched the pilot, and I was like, the first episode, it's like this is not scary. No. Like, literally, yeah, like, I mean, it's not... the pilot is them getting Santa's little helper, Yeah, right? it's a Christmas episode. Yeah. And it's, like... it's actually, like, a very sentimental, sweet yes. show with very sort of traditional family values. Have, my aunt, yeah. my aunt and uncle are pretty uh, religious, and they had, um, like, I have four cousins from that aunt and uncle, and they're all younger than me, and I was, they were visiting when I was like 15 or 16 and I was watching The Simpsons on a, as a rerun. And I sort of expected my uncle to be like, oh, we don't watch The Simpsons. But he was like, you know, it's actually a pretty, like, there's like a good message at the end of the show, which is true yeah. a lot of the time in The yeah. Simpsons. Because I think the episode is the one where Bart um, shoplifts. Yes, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Bone Storm, which is a very good episode. And a very yeah. moralistic episode. Yeah. yeah. But, like, more often than not, yeah. there's a strong message there. Yeah. So I wasn't allowed to watch it, but then when I got to high school, the fact that I grew up and did not watch it, and, like, no one in my family watched it, so, like, I didn't know what I was going right. to say, no one, yeah. and it wasn't even a part of our lives. But when I got to high school and then everyone in college, when people found out that I never watched The Simpsons... The the thing to make me not do a thing is to be like you you never have seen to it. Yeah. you uh, have to we're gonna sit down and watch it yeah. right now and everyone and it was like in, saying you've never watched The Simpsons elicits a different like a more intense response than almost most ever like yeah. Yeah. or at least it did ten years ago like you would the amount of pressure I got from people just mm. made me recoil fiercely like I will never watch it because <laughs> none of you will you shut up about this I'll go to hell <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it That's isn't true. until like with my husband loves it and grew up with it yeah. uh, and we together watched like I've now seen like most of the first like the first ten Trios of Horror and like Christmas episodes as part of my annual watching of holiday episodes yeah. Those, their holiday their episodes are good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do good work there for sure so yeah, it's weird to see. It's weird to think about how controversial it was uh, for, it, for just being a sitcom. And it was just it, it's a it's a cartoon for adults. Yeah. Were, were there any cartoons for adults before The Simpsons? I don't, I don't know. Not on not on network television. Well, I mean, there were I mean, like Flintstones, genre, Flintstones yeah. and Jetsons were, but it's also but, but it's also because like the live action sitcoms they were airing next to were equally exactly were same. equally right. like juvenile in a way. Okay. Like nothing yeah. was breaking it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, like Wilma got pregnant on the Flintstones and like had a kid. Like you yeah. know that was yeah. so that was probably controversial back then. But yeah, now sure. like it's firmly Saturday morning fair for all of us. Right. Yeah. Which is I think what Simpsons is kind of now. Yeah. I I mean because I was born a little later than you guys it was I didn't even know it was controversial growing up it was a family activity in oh. my house like I was saying it, before yeah. my earliest memory like of my entire life <laughs> is my mom trying to convince me that it was time to get in the bath and I was like but what time does the Simpsons come on <laughs> what am I, I missing I think by 96 the fervor had kind of died down and like yeah. the people who liked the Simpsons were like hey it's just a good show and the yeah. people who didn't like it were like well, we're never gonna <laughs> there was also I also remember like larger than the Simpsons panic, there was the Fox panic. Yeah, Fox mm. in general was like, that was their whole thing of like, uh, we're pushing the borders. Yeah. You know, like, because at that time it was like Tracy Ullman's show, Married with Children. I, my like, parents, I was not allowed to watch Married with Children. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't either. Which, admittedly, like I watch now and it's like, it's so over the top and dumb. Like, <laughs> but again, still kind of pales in comparison to what's on TV now. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know. I get why they didn't want me to watch that because there's a lot of like sex stuff in that. Like it's way worse than The Simpsons. Oh right, yeah. But they all got lumped together, and I think yeah. it's just because The Simpsons was. I think there was like this weird. I think uh, they aired. They might have been back to back. Maybe close um, to. Like, on it seems like Sunday nights was yeah. like a big thing. It is just. It's interesting to think like this is a cartoon. Your kids are gonna want to watch this. No, like this mm. seems like a Sunday morning. Like your pastor in church yeah, yeah, being yeah. like, right. the kids are gonna want to watch this show. 
Don't no, they wear? Yeah, yeah. They might say, da damn. <laughs> hell, like, hell, yeah. Right. Ooh, lordy. So, yeah, let's get into. And eat my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, on Must Have Seen TV, we're going to be talking about the Simpsons episode You Only Move Twice. It is the second episode of season eight and was written by John Swartzwelder and directed by Mike B. Anderson. Here's how iTunes describes the episode. Homer gets a new job and the family moves, only to find out his new employer is an evil millionaire intent on ruling the world. How accurate is that description? That's a that's pretty spot on. It is, but I think it's misleading in that the uh, like evil millionaire thing is very much a background. Yeah, yeah. And, like, doesn't affect Homer the, at all. Yeah. The fun part about this episode is that you don't realize he's working for a Bond villain until like fifteen minutes into the episode. It's like end of Act Two, or yeah, like, it's very late. Yeah. And it's and it doesn't affect the plot <laughs> at, at all. It's I realized I was really if you just listen to an audio recording of this and like you would you wouldn't if you just like read the script you without any stage directions you would not know <laughs> you would you would know because of the Bond stand in oh. at one point that's oh, where sure they make it pretty yes, clear yeah, yeah yeah but if you took that scene out I don't know that you would know yeah. <laughs> and that scene would be really confusing because right. yeah. the rest of it like it never gets addressed again except, yeah I mean there's that UN scene there's the there. UN. <laughs> I yeah. want to take a risk. <laughs> you want to take the chance. I want to take the chance. <laughs> so the episode opens with, we got to talk about the theme song. Um, Danny Elfman composed. Danny Elfman classic mm-hmm. theme song. Yeah. It's a theme Beautiful. song. Even though I don't have any memories of The Simpsons as a child, I have a memory of the opening credits. Like yeah. almost like shot for shot. Of course. Yeah. Like Homer running from the car as it comes through the garage. I mean, that's <laughs> such a well-worn credit sequence that people have been watching at this point for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's just in the national consciousness. They, do they reanimate it every now and then? Uh, so they, when they changed to HD, they reanimated the whole thing. A, so it looks better. Yeah. And B, so it was actually in HD and they put a lot more like characters and details into it. Uh, but then also in the last few seasons, they've been having like guest animators come in and, and redo the whole thing. Oh. Uh, like Don Hertzfeld has done one that is insane. Uh, Does Rick, it still follow the same structure? Like it's them at like March at the grocery and the Don Hurstville one is just nuts. Uh, <laughs> Rick must have been so excited though. Yeah, I, it's clear that it comes from a deep love of yeah. the Simpsons. They did a Rick and Morty one that is very weird and gross. Ooh. Uh, no one talks about these. All right, well, I haven't heard no one talks about the Simpsons. Yeah, at all. <laughs> like these are the things that the people that were not talking about the episodes. It's like, oh, cool, like Rick and Morty's on the Simpsons. Like that's the. Mm. I also, okay, I want to point out there's so many firsts going on right now. First of all, this is the first time we've ever talked about an animated show on mm. Must Have Seen TV. Uh, second of all. This is the first time we were talking about a show that is still, still on yeah. the air. Mm. That is actually airing new episodes like well, tonight. Like, how many like, comedy shows have lasted for 30 years? No, because I mean, it's only like it, animation is why this can yeah, go exactly. on for so long. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the longest live action sitcom, I mean, Cheers was on for 11 years. That's, and I mean, that's, that's a long. long. Time. Oh, Big Bang, Big Bang will probably outlast it because I think it might go to like 12 or something. And it's always sunny. Has gotten greenlit for like seasons third, but they, yeah, then they, their, their seasons are half as yeah. long, right. so it's not really the same. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that is crazy. Yeah. I think it's still on. Uh, yeah, theme song is super iconic. There were the two. There are the two rotating jokes that are changing every episode. Mm-hmm. So the first one is Bart at the chalkboard, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and in this one is I did not learn everything I need to know in kindergarten. <laughs> it's a decent one. Yeah, that's like that was a popular book at the time, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you guys know? Oh, no, is that a- so there was like, there was a best-selling book where it was like, everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. Oh. And it, you know, and the book, it's it's one of those books that's like, be kind and share. And it's like, okay. that's all great, but like, it's not <laughs> useful life right. advice, you know? Yeah, don't be an right. asshole. Also, is- somebody needed to learn advanced math to build yeah, everything that right. we have. Well, not yeah. every, it's like, well, if we need, you need to, to learn some English in order to write this book. That right. You're like, yeah. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> You can't learn how to be a doctor in kindergarten. Yeah. So we agree with Mrs. Kerbapple making Bart write that on the chapter. Yes. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. Oh, and that's uh, Marsha Wallace's character, right? Yeah. 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 Who I also, Marsha Wallace from the Bob Newhart show, who I love. Huh? Mrs. Kerbapple is match game. one of one the, of the best, best characters. Simpsons extended, yeah. uh, you know, sort of Yeah, I need to watch you, that you for her. There are all of yeah. the Edna Kerbapple episodes are so good, particularly the one where Bart stays after school, you know, gets detention and sees that she's sad and, like, writes a fake response oh, to her personal ad. God, right. That, ad, that episode is really good. Aww. It's yeah. very, very good. I love that she had that, like, 
late career, or that became like her main. Well, not even late career, like that's the fifteen years, right? Yeah, she, life. Yeah, <laughs> like, a long time. Yeah, because she did uh, Bob Newhart Match Game in the seventies, which is where I love her from. Yes, yeah, so. of course. Uh, she's not in this episode. No, <laughs> no sorry. I just wanted to talk about it. I just want to talk about her. We're allowed. Like, we're allowed to talk yeah. about a great Simpsons character. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then the other uh, rotating joke is the couch gag. Mm-hmm. Sofa yes. gag. Did I say couch or sofa? Gag? Couch. Couch, couch gag, gag is okay. the preferred nomenclature. nomenclature. By yeah. a <laughs> fan. So this the couch gag here is them parachuting in and Homer then splatting. Yeah. Solid. It's solid visual gag. Timed yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. So then. Yeah, the, 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 I'm trying to think of how to tackle talking about this because Simpsons is the densest show, joke-wise. Yeah. Very. Uh, it's exhausting, Simpsons. Because I feel like the plot of it, we've already kind of talked, like they move to a different place because Globex recruits him and yeah. then it doesn't, like his rest of his family is miserable, so they move back. Yeah. yeah. The plot is very, you know, yeah. it's Pretty not fun. a complicated thing. This episode is much more of a showcase for Albert Brooks's character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who is... Who has been voted like the best, the guest best star. like guest star ah. all time because he is so good, and he's also guested multiple times as multiple characters. Who else? Do you... He's the um, isn't he the um, the like uh, the new age like be like the boy? Isn't that Albert Brooks? Oh, probably. Um, no, he uh, apparently ad libbed most of his lines. Uh, oh. So I hear all of his lines, oh, and that's does not surprise yeah. me. Yeah, because many of them have a strongly Albert Brooks quality yeah. to them. Absolutely. <laughs> Excuse so me, I'm a little of a fun run. <laughs> he plays <laughs> Hank Scorpion, but he's Scorpio. Scorpio. But Homer calls him Scorpion. Okay, yes, yeah, Mr. Scorpion. Homer just doesn't know what his last uh, yeah. name is. <laughs> Homer, don't call me Scorpion because it's, Scor- it's Mr. Scor- Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. Scorpion. Don't call me that either. So I, I was really, I thought it was very interesting how he is. The exact same kind of you, that character is 100 percent still relevant today. Like that's a Google a, bot. like friendly absolutely. boss. Yeah, that uh-huh. is a like yeah. absolutely all. It, it was really it shocked me to think about how accurate. If you just switch out Doomsday Device with Search Engine or like right. Hot App, that work environment, the the amenities that they give everyone, uh-huh. yeah. the mm-hmm. way that he like wears moccasins and run, does fun runs and right, yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't and, want you and, to think of him as his boss. Yeah. And yeah. even like the the um the planned community of Cypress Creek right. is very like that's very, you know, sort of uh, Silicon Valley sort of like right. oh, you know, it's like a Right, only now they're building like dormitory style right, yeah. living in yeah. San Francisco for uh, yeah. So he gets like well the the episode opens with the the Globex car like recruiters just driving down the street and just trying to draw Smithers, Smithers in Smithers. and is Smithers gay yes. yeah okay see there's yeah, yeah. Yeah. very much that so. was a that was a sort of like open secret for me yeah. and then and then they now they've made it very, very explicit yeah oh when did they make it explicit explicit is that I more think recent? there are some explicit references to it in the early seasons I'm trying to think of a so he has like he like loves Mr. Burns. He has a lot of like fantasies about Mr. Burns. But there's one where Smith okay Smithers goes on vacation and Homer takes over for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he and at one point he calls the office to make sure everything's going okay. And it's very obvious that he's at a gay bar. Yeah. Because uh, right. it's like remember, all yeah. guys and they're doing like a big conga line and it's like <laughs> it's pretty clear. Uh, that like he has gone on vacation and has just gone to like on a gay cruise, yeah, or something, or something like that. Yeah. A dream, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so he says no. Character. He says no. Mm-hmm. What was his reasoning? Just because uh, he like oh he loves his job. He's spoken for. Oh, he loves working for Mr. Burns. For him, exactly. So they decided to go to the third person, third in charge. Yes. Well, so the most the, the third just, most senior person at the company who just it just means he's, he's been, been there, there the longest. Yeah, that's, because, uh, like, Mr. Burns is constantly forgetting Homer's name, so I think he's just, like, getting a paycheck without anyone even realizing he's doing anything. As an update, I, Albert Brooks did play Brad Goodman, who is the sort of, like, self-help guru yeah. who encourages everyone in Springfield to act like Bart. But he also <laughs> played he also played Jacques, the bowling instructor. Oh, my God. Who makes a move on Marge. Right. Uh, when Marge gets really good at bowling. And I love her outfit. No, because yeah. Homer buys Marge a bowling ball for her birthday that says Homer on it. Because it's clear right. that he bought a gift for himself. Oh, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's but, like, no, I'm going to learn to bowl. And she does. And she does. And she gets And good. she does get very good. And she has the coolest outfit she ever gets. I oh, think, yeah. She does have a cool episode. 
Because poor March, that poor dress. <laughs> that yeah. tired, Not flattering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she they, does get to wear a different outfit in this episode. Oh yeah, move, only move twice. They get to they. So Homer gets recruited. He they kind of like he takes the job without telling anyone. That's <laughs> <He just, laughs> right. Insane. Yeah. And he they cut, they they cut from the limo yeah. uh, of them being like, well, I guess we'll have to approach the next. And then it's just Homer being like, I got a new job. <laughs> yeah. Also, they don't bother to sell their house. It's abandoned. Yeah, they yeah. just like go they, out because they can't sell they it. They do try. Right. Yeah. They can. Right, 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 right. Uh, I like March says like she's an Homer, I don't want to leave Springfield. I've dug myself into a happy little rut here and I'm not about to hoist myself out of it. That's such a March right. line. Uh, oh, and then they, so March. they watch like Homer gives them the Cypress, Cypress Creek mm-hmm. uh, like brochure video. And I love that it's just, it's a derelict like wasteland that all of a sudden all these like coffee shops drop and everything turns to coffee except for a homeless man who turns, turns into a mailbox. mailbox. <laughs> I, that is one of my all-time uh, favorite Simpsons sort of like, yes. you can tell this just Hank area having a ball of like, What's this? Look at this place. Somebody ought to build a town that works. Somebody did. It's so good. Uh, and so then they like pack up after they like cordon off the house, like it's abandoned, just forget it. Uh, then we have like this goodbye montage. Yeah. Every character, every character in the, the show. Like, in all of Springfield. Must have cost so much in animation to yeah. animate every single side character saying yeah. goodbye yeah. for no also, reason. Like, <laughs> really bringing in those voice actors to also just say goodbye. Just well, the difference with The Simpsons well, is like all those people are already this. there. Yeah. Right. That's like once you have Hank Azaria in there, you yeah. have 10 characters. And once you have of the Harry Shearer in there, you've got all the other characters. You know, right. it's like yeah. <laughs> and Dan Castellano does like those three guys voice like 80% of the characters on the Simpsons. And Bill Hartman is still alive at this point. 96. Yes, 96. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, so. But they not, didn't know, we no. did not get the, a Lionel Hutz. They or, do make a reference to Lionel Hutz. They, they say, uh, we Bart's, can't leave Springfield. Bart's, Bart's lawyer is here. <laughs> so, yeah. no, yes. No visual either no. um, uh, uh, Troy McClure <laughs> yeah. or, or Lionel Hutz, but... Right. So when they're driving out, that's when Homer says, so- Oh, yeah. So long, stink town. That is originated... That's our this reference? I believe so. Yes. Because our friend Kirk D'Amato, who you'll <laughs> remember from episode, I think, two of this podcast, Ooh. Dick Van Dyke episode... Uh, that's what he says literally every time he leaves, leaves a city. any town. <laughs> any town. When he leaves, he lives in L.A. When he leaves L.A. to come here, he'll say, so long, Stinktown. And then when he leaves New York to go back to L.A., he'll also say, yeah. so long, Stinktown. Or if, on vacation or just driving <laughs> yeah. through a place. Yeah. Um, and I, I've just been seeing that phrase for, I don't know, five, six years on Facebook posts and tweets, like, now you know. all yeah. the time. And I, so when it happened here, I was like, is this the originator? It the is. original so, stick town. He's yeah. quoting this specific episode. I believe so. Wow. Mm-hmm. This, I, I will say, Brett, uh, was not well versed in Simpsons episodes. So we recommended a few episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, like, this is my favorite episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, it might be my favorite, too. It's really... It's really funny. Yeah. Is it all just, like, the Bond stuff? Or just, like, the... I uh, do... Is I, there a good, better do- j- joke density in this one? I do love he, Hank Scorpio. Yeah, he's, I think, my definitely my favorite but um, I, guest I'll, star. But there's so many good jokes. I also stuff. think yeah, it's, every member of The Simpsons clan has a fun B story. Yeah. I will say yeah. that I think Marge is probably the most frequently underserved character yeah. she gets the least to do and her B story is a little weak. It's a little weak, but it has it has such a funny button. Yeah, the payoff is great. Like where you so think she's becoming this alcoholic, alcoholic and then she's like I've been so bored since we moved here. I found myself drinking a glass of wine every day. I know doctors say you should drink a glass and a half, but I just can't drink that much. <laughs> so, <good. laughs> yeah. so yeah, they all good. So all their different stories is like, so Homer is going to work and he's now in charge and the people are like listening to him and he's like having a good time. Then back at home, Marge, their, their house basically cleans itself. The plants water themselves. The oven cleans itself. Mm-hmm. She, her chores are done by 9.30, and so she drinks a glass of wine every day. Right. Yeah. Maggie is stuck in a swing of a jig, which was terrifying. <laughs> that is yeah. It's the only thing horrible. we see of her. And she's reaching, trying to get... Just like, turn, turn it off. off. <laughs> yeah. It was so upsetting. Uh, Lisa has, like, another... Like, her plotline is, like, smaller. She's, like, out yeah. in, like, yeah. nature. She's loving well, it. They have to do, like... Three B stories. Yeah, it's a lot. Episode. Yeah, so kind of a lot. Minutes, yeah. And so hers is just she's literally allergic to the town. Right. Sort of checks out for most 
book kids I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wants to be a part of nature. She wants to experience the world, but... No. The squirrel wants to blow the... Blow that dandelion right in your face. face. Addictive oh, little reticula- oh. northern reticulated chipmunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Bart has the most substantial uh, storyline. But also, is... like, fits with what we know of Bart. Yeah. Right. Where he goes and it's like first day of school and the teacher writes a cursive sentence on the chalkboard. And he never learned cursive. And he, yeah, he can't read it. It's very embarrassing and it's oh, like sad. And then he right. tries to get out of it by like doing an With armpit fart, and then no one's like, "What are you doing?" Oh yeah. And then they put him in the remedial classroom, and it's like, that, that, <laughs> it's very sad. The first moment of that remedial classroom, though, is hilarious because they're all looking at him with these evil remedial class yeah. faces. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I do like that though, because it is actually like. Because that happens in schools. Of like, yeah. Bart's not stupid. He's not stupid. He's really smart. He's yeah. just really badly behaved. And it's not his fault that he went to a shitty public well, school. Well, and, but, and yeah. like, in that episode where Bart, if he fails, is going to have to repeat the fourth grade. Right, right. It's like, he has a learning disability. You know? Right. Like, he's, he's, he's sort of ADD. Like, when he tries to read, it's like, it's just hard for him to do. To focus. But he's yeah. not stupid. Right. Uh, yeah. And but like to this, come up with that many catchphrases? Are yeah. You kidding me? Gotta be weird. And, and yeah, Bart has very high like social intelligence. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is like how he sort of grifts people. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, he's not dumb, and, and I think that sort of stuff happens a lot in yeah. schools where it's like oh, we just don't have time to get this kid up to the level of the rest of the class. Yeah. So just, I just put him in the right. Which is what that that line is about when he's like, "Wait, so Let we let me are- get this straight." We're behind the rest of our class, and we're going to catch up to them by going slower than they are. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! He's like, here's the letter A. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. like, no. And I like that what the teacher says, like, ah. Oh, Look, lady, I'm supposed to be in the fourth grade. Sounds to me like someone's got a case of the spozdas. That's when we get, next up is where we actually get to the James Bondness or oh, James Bontness of it Bont. all. Bont, right. Because that's that's when uh, Homer walks in on him doing. He's looking for sugar. Well, office, before right? he goes in to ask about hammocks, right? And that's whole, when he's got the the, the link UN to the UN, UN. <laughs> right? 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 And that's totally an improvised. Like Albert Brooks is improvising. Like oh, I'm sure. that hammocks. The name of all those hammock stores and how they're all <laughs> oh, on Third Street. Oh my God! That's yeah. for ultimately sure. Put your butt there. Put your butt there. Sarah, I need to know where I can get some business hammocks. Hammocks. My goodness, what an idea! Why didn't I think of that? Hammocks. Homer, there's four places. There's the Hammock Hut. That's on third. Uh-huh. There's Hammocks or Us. Got that's it. on third, too. You got Put Your Butt There. Mm-hmm. That's on third. Yeah. Swing Low Sweet Chariot. Right. Matter of fact, they're all in the same complex. It's the Hammock Complex down on third. Oh, the Hammock District. That's right. Which is probably just him and Dan Castellata going back and yeah. forth. Yeah. It's like, that's so good. <laughs> I love it. There's actually a big, like, there was a big internet, I don't want to say controversy, but, like, sort of. There were multiple articles written about that joke he makes when he meets them for the first time and shows them his moccasins. Yeah. He goes, you like them? Look at my feet. Okay. You like those moccasins? Look in your closet. There's a pair for you. Don't like them? Then neither do I. Get the hell out of here. Ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Yes, once. And there was a controversy over, (laughs) is Homer talking about a previous incident where he saw someone throw say goodbye to their shoes? Or just now, when Hank Scorpio said goodbye to his own shoes? <laughs> it's definitely just now. Oh, yeah. No, see, I've always what? thought it was a previous that's, incident. No, my instinct, not. My instinct was it was yeah. a joke about how he'd seen it before. That's what, what I thought. Because really? yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's... Well, and so they asked... Okay. They Like, there was this whole article, and they, like, found uh the writer of this episode is like what was your idea and and they're like oh he's like i did not write that joke <laughs> that was completely <laughs> not memorizing and so then they tracked down like dan gessler like when you <laughs> 20 years ago when and you I, write- I don't remember 100% but i think he says what brett and i are saying of like i think i was m- thinking that homer had seen like someone say goodbye to their shoes before but but the other version, he's like, but now that you're saying that, I think that's much funnier. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. does that... Either way, it's a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good moment. So he, uh, when does he walk, is that, is the next time when he walks in looking for sugar? That is it. Yeah. Yes. Is like the UN thing? Or do we already well, see? the UN thing is with the hammocks. Yes. And then later... Is the, the actual, sugar. like, dude, because he walks in, like, an underground volcano layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have uh, Mr. Bont 
tied up to yeah. the table and right. the laser. The laser about to slice his crotch open, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And Homer tackles him and right. they <laughs> shoot, <laughs> the shoot the fuck out of him off screen. Yeah. Right. It's off screen, but they like it's he's still dead. pretty jarring. Yeah, yeah. The button of that scene is like right before it cuts to the next thing is like all the like four guards just like right. waiting. <laughs> yeah, like she's that's what I want to say. Like the fact that this is animated means that it can. It obvious obviously means it can do so much more. Like yeah. the visuals. Most of the jokes in this are visual. There's a lot of great yeah. visual gags in this, episode. especially in the next. In like when Homer is quitting, because in the background is just army men and spies and well, it's soldiers. The, the all climax fight. of a Bond movie. Yeah, going all on in the behind right. them while Homer right. and him are having like a normal conversation about like you should really do what's best for your family. Like, <laughs> right. Well, and Hank has a like. Uh, a flamethrower in his yeah. hand. Yeah. It's There's, amazing. This is sort of what my uncle was talking about, where he's like, you know, it's a funny show, but there's always, like, a, a message. And, like, mm-hmm. the message of this episode is, like... You, do, you Homer, should do what's right for your family. Homer yeah. cares about the well-being of the Simpson family more than he cares about, about like, himself, having really? a good life yeah. for himself. Yeah. And that's a nice message, yeah, right? Yeah. That a dad cares a lot about his family, right? Because he's having a blast. Well, he that, loves it. It's yeah. like that. There's more important than money. Like money can't yeah. buy every. Although, right. like, hey, I would, I would love to find out the problems that a lot of money come with a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lord knows. I feel like we could figure them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some, yeah, it seems like couldn't he just hire Bart a tutor? Something. With all like, the money he's making. Get Lisa here's, some Claritin. And March should go back to school. <laughs> well, yeah, see what? Great. I I think what would happen. Because this is a show that was on, you know, this episode was on over 20 years ago. And so, like, this is before DVR exists. This is before, even if, like, you have an audience that is a fan of your show, you can't expect them to have seen every single episode of your show. Um, But I think if this show was written now... Uh, Mar- they would call back to a previous season and Marge would be like, oh, I got all this free time. I'm going to start painting again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's a pretty central characteristic of Marge. Like, uh, she was, like, a good painter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I think you could have the exact same storyline where it's like, oh, Marge is, like, she's painting again. And then it turns out, like, the, like, amateur artist community in Cypress Creek is, like, like insufferable. Not insufferable, but so good. Uh, (laughs) She's like, oh, I uh, I gotta go, right? Right. Because that's the thing that I want, like, the cool thing about Bob's Burgers, which is honestly so similar to The Simpsons. Honestly, yeah. uh, But, like, they do have a... There's a shared sense of history, like they to they the trade show. their the more fantastical elements of The Simpsons, where like you know, where like you can't have a Bond villain in Bob's Burgers that's like a little Not too real, big no. for that. They world. have like Mr. Fish Odor, who's but like a lower these... scale. Right. Like they have that Christmas episode where Mr. Fish Odor and all of his other rich people friends make gingerbread oh, houses God, in the basement that, that ends wonderful. with like a Russian roulette game, like kind yeah. of shit. <laughs> And it's not fantastic, it's just, like, creepy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, like, they're willing to do everything on a slightly smaller scale, but I still think it's the same vibe as The Simpsons, yes. where, like, kooky fun, but then, like, usually a message about family or yeah. or being kind or something like mm-hmm. that. Because it does, it would be interesting to have seen, you know, maybe an arc, like an arc yeah. in this in this new town. Like a three-episode? Yeah, episode yeah. yeah. which I feel like a, show, like, a, like a show like Archer, like, now does, like, here's a whole season where we are now in this every, like, we're throwing out all the old painted, like, background set, like, mm-hmm. right. because on animation that is hard to do, yeah. <laughs> where you, like, scrap yeah. everything we've been using. <laughs> to me. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that uh, would be interesting. Even if he, like, if he did send his family home and tried to commute or something, and then he, he saw much less of them or something, and yeah. sort of fell out of See, touch, in, in and real started life, with Hank more, and they could yeah. go bowling. And in real life, it, if it was like, well, the actor playing Homer Simpson has gone to do a movie, so we've given right. him this new job. We have, so now, like, for the next yeah. movie like if it was a live action show yeah that's kind of what happens with John Goodman in the last season of Roseanne where oh, right. I think he was shooting my assumption is he was, he was shooting Big Lebowski during the mm. last season probably that times out I think uh, because, about, well right. because when he comes back he has like a goatee oh mm, yep. so I'm like yeah he Sounds probably right. and he's missing from like nine of those episodes well mm. he made the right decision a hundred percent also, yeah. fuck that. Um, I do <laughs> like the musical chairs scene. Oh, it's just like a so little interstitial uh, uh, where like they're playing musical Bart and all the kids are playing musical chairs. 
And there's like what eight kids and like twelve or fifteen <laughs> yeah, yeah. chairs. And Bart doesn't even sit down. Yeah. No, it's such a like, great yeah. example of like Bart is smart enough to know that he's like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, just teach that kid, get a, a tutor, have him learn cursive, he'll be fine. Yeah, uh, and so like the episode ends with him finally like just going back uh, to their abandoned house. Who was the guy that's squatting in there? That's Otto, who okay. is the school bus driver. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> with his absent girlfriend Crystal. <laughs> is that a running character? Or, or, no. Or, or do we think yeah. that he's making it up? Like he's, he no, I think she's there. He's he's sort of a known burnout on yeah. the show, and it's like, like he's used a lot to be like, oh man, like yeah. yeah. Well, he was he was impressed that the house had windows. Yeah, like <laughs> that's, that's the kind windows. of oh, gag that they use Otto for a lot. Yeah. yeah, he's great. And when they get there, like Homer's whole dream the entire time was having the money to own the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Which is a very 1996. Yeah, for real. Because uh, that was their heyday. Like, that's like Troy Aikman. Yes. Kinda, yeah. Even my family liked the Dallas Cowboys. and they didn't. Mm. My family did not care about the NFL. We were all about college football. Mm. And Check when I out. say we, I say everyone else in my family. Really not except you. for me. Every Saturday <laughs> I was... The guy with the TV podcast. Yeah, every Saturday I was uh, upstairs just waiting for the football game to be over so we could like just do anything. Mm. Oh. While they were down there yelling at the TV. Oh, fun. So that's why. Hey, that's why I'm here now. Because I was upstairs <laughs> watching television. Yep. Looney Tunes in the afternoon. Oh, man. And uh, Wienerville. Wienerville. Remember uh, Wienerville on Nickelodeon? Well, I didn't have cable for okay, my childhood. So. Cable? I don't remember Wienerville. It's Mark Wieners. It was, it was a... It was a show that used a lot of the um the puppets that are a head and then like a little tiny like plastic body. Oh, like, oh, you stick God, your head through a thing and then that. you like do the really thing. Oh, that. that sounds yeah. terrifying. Most it was ninety percent that, and then they would show like really stupid cartoons that I hated watching. Mm. Did not like that show, but I watched it every week. Yeah, you really had a commitment. to it. Yeah, because like literally, what else was I going to do? Yeah, we right. watch football. Yeah, no thanks. Hell no. I'll take these weird puppets. And tiny <laughs> bodies, Nickelode- if it's on Nickelodeon, it must be good. I'll watch this episode of My Brother and Me for the hundredth time because there were only thirteen. Teen, but they would run it for an hour every Saturday and Sunday for years. Anyway, oh. so they won't give him the Dallas Cowboys. No. no, and so but they do give him, or Hank gives him the, the Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos. So, but they're those fortunes have flipped, correct? I was going to say now yeah. owning the Denver Broncos, or at least in the last few years, would be a very good gift because you had your Peyton Manning. You had your Peyton Manning who I was mean, playing they, for Tennessee downstairs. For when my, that my parents were watching while I was upstairs watching. Wiener, I mean, right? they won a Super Bowl. Like, right. You know, that's a big deal. Where are the Cowboys now? Are they not doing anything? No idea. Uh, who? Gosh, man. Now I'm trying to be like. Uh, are you the most footbally person of the in three this of room? us? Me, probably. I guess so. Which is sad because I'm not <laughs> that. Uh, they had like Tony Romo for a while. Like they're competitive, but like I don't think they were really doing great. But they weren't. There. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like who's the <laughs> real. Like who's who's like a worst in the league kind of football team? I just don't know enough about them. What football. was that? The Denver Broncos at the time? They were bad. They were not good. Oh, yeah, okay. in the nineties. I mean, I probably never heard of them before Peyton Manning went over there. It also could just be Colts. a personal vendetta of the writer against the oh, Denver yeah. Broncos. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that last joke is to me one of the weaker parts of the episode. Maybe because I just don't get I don't get football. Yeah, but because that's yeah. the last line of a really funny episode in March. I grew up. I grew up in New England, and like, you know, the Patriots now. Everyone hates them because they win so much. But yeah. like when I was a kid, they were. Ter- I got made fun of in Rhode Island for wearing a Patriots hat Aww. in the late eighties because they were so bad. <laughs> Wait, who did people in Rhode Island? Who did they like in Rhode Island? Were yeah, they the Cowboys. The late eighties was like everybody loved the Forty ers because like Joe yes. Montana and stuff. Like he was so. Okay. He, they for were, a hot second, I had a whole bunch of football. Co- like I was really little. My parents, of course, bought me all these football yeah, stuff. Absolutely. So I, I had football cards. That I would just like carry around with me everywhere. When I remember, yeah. I remember that, and a lot of them were 49ers. I had a, I also remember like in the 90s, I did not have a strong interest in basketball, but when I was in like a kid in the 80s, I had a Larry Bird yeah. sweatshirt and like a Larry Bird basketball because like the Celtics were really good and they were fun mm-hmm. to watch. And then in the 90s, they were like pretty bad. Mm. So, there was that whole movie about how Celtic Pride. Yeah. That movie about how bad really? they were. Celtics yeah. Like kidnap Larry Bird. They kidnap some. I don't. I never saw it. I don't. Is, is it Daniel Stern? Isn't I think it's like Daniel Stern no. and someone else. It's like maybe remember. Damon Wayans. I don't know. Maybe let's let's do a minute by minute we'll podcast. Do a minute by minute <laughs> on Celtic, Celtic minute. Pride. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the podcast universe I'm launching. But actually, the last joke in this episode is the Bond theme song. Is the Scorpio oh, song? Oh, you're right. So you're like right. it does. Scorpio. 
He'll sting you with his dreams of power and wealth. Beware of Scorpio. His twisted twin obsessions are his plot to rule the world and his employees' health. He'll welcome you into his lair like the nobleman welcomes his guest. Which, which, is, which is a really good fake. Mm-hmm. Bond villain song and also still plays the game of Hank Scorpio. Yeah. Right. Beware his generous pensions. Pensions. Like, <laughs> um, he loves, Ger- like on the Friday, on Fridays they have hot dogs and German beer. He loves German beer. He loves German beer. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's a good joke. <laughs> it's a very like 1960s a Shirley Bassey. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, Bassey. yeah. It's very Go, like those Goldfinger. Gold yeah. That. Right. Oh, wait, wait, what's your favorite Bond song? Oh, Goldfinger is so good. Mm, I love Goldfinger, but I also really like You Only Live Twice. Okay. Uh, the inspiration for the title. Right, the yeah, songs. yeah. Oh, I mean, I really, I don't know. I, in theory, I like Die Another Day. Die Another Day is kind of fun. Die Another Day is fun. I was yeah. just, actually just thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, it's not bad. And then um, I, like, I like I like, the, I like referencing Golden Eye. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny to say. Yeah, uh, I, I actually I really like I? Tina Turner. Oh uh, yeah, because I, I remember hearing that. Golden you know what might be my favorite? And it's kind of embarrassing. It's from I think it's a, one of the Roger Moore ones, but nobody does it better. The Carly Simon oh, that song. Oh, yeah. that song. Also, it's I a weird not... Bond song because it's not really like that epic. But <laughs> I did not know that. Jack White and Alicia Keys did the Quantum of Solace song, yeah, which, I, which was not a cultural thing at all, because it was years later, I was like, wait a second, they did a Bond song? Is it good? I haven't heard did, it. Did Adele do Skyfall? Yes. Yeah. I remember Skyfall. that one being that was a, that was a big was a pretty deal. Good jam. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. That was a serious... Yeah. And what was the most recent one? The most recent... It was, what is it? So it was Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall... Another and then there was the most recent Spectre. one. Spectre. Uh, oh, and that was Sam Smith, right? Yeah. Which, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, you're I right. I didn't listen to that. Yeah, I um, yeah and I also like that Sheryl Crow did Tomorrow Never Dies. And I was, oh, I was right. big into Sheryl Crow when that happened, <laughs> so I have a soft spot for that. And then uh, Garbage did The World Is Not Enough. I experienced you, you a wanna... recent resurgence of Sheryl Crow fandom. Yeah. Do you want a fun Sheryl Crow? Two and three are great. Mm-hmm. you want a fun Sheryl Crow fact? Yeah, always. <laughs> so... Uh, that her big song uh, Every Day's Winding Road no. If It Makes You Happy uh, All I Want to Do All I Want to Do yeah. Strong ones. Enough Can't Cry Anymore So All I Want to Do <laughs> My Favorite is like, Mistake <laughs> Favorite Mistake That's my favorite one <laughs> I, I like Favorite Mistake That's my favorite Yeah uh, uh, All I Want to Do was like I, th- I think her producer was like oh we need some more songs for the album like uh, you know like and gave her like a book of poetry to like inspire her and then she wrote All I Want to Do, but it shares so much of its structure with a poem that was in the book ah. that this random poet... Suit her? S- no. They were just like, hey, we wrote a song. Use some of your stuff. We're just going to credit you as a songwriter. And the poet's like, okay. And so that poet probably made like $100,000 oh, <laughs> just for not doing anything for... but inspiring the song All I Want to Do. Wow. Awesome. It's very nice of Cheryl Crow yeah. and her legal well, representation. Well, I also, I also think the other thing was like that person would they find out and be like, "Hey, right, yeah." yeah. Um, but you know, that's yeah, that's, that's a night. Nice, I'm awesome. sure that poet is not sad about that situation. I started listening to Cheryl Crow again because uh, Mujan and I uh, were watching the new season of the X Files, and then we were like, "Let's listen to David Duchovny's." <laughs> equally awful new oh. music. Yes, yeah. uh, so we did, and it was bad, but reminiscent of some Cheryl Crow <laughs> that we much preferred. So I love me. Every day is a winding road. I will go to bed for song. a change of That's a solid good. song. Like, yeah. I think that she... Yeah, so it's a, a, a adapted uh, uh, from uh, the poem Fun by Wynne Cooper. Hmm. Uh, best known for his 1987 poem Fun. Which was adapted by Sheriko and Bill Bottrell, who yeah, so, yep. producer, into lyrics of All I Want to Do. Uh, yeah, and so he has like all these, he's still releasing poetry. Good for him. <laughs> he got uh, to quit any job. Yeah, he's living on the Yeah, it's all a rich. So, like, uh, Bottrell adapted fun into the lyrics for her song when Crow could not come up with usable lyrics to the song, earning Cooper considerable royalties and helping to publicize his book, originally published. Uh, as only a run of 500 copies in 87 into multiple reprints. Wow. <laughs> Good for him. Absolutely. Aww. What a sweet story. What? 
What a way to end the Simpsons portion of this. <laughs> um, are you guys ready for some must-have facts about the episode? Yeah, I'd love to. Cool. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The ratings for this particular episode of Simpsons, 11.4 million people watched this episode. Wow. So Nothing the, gets ratings like that. So the real yeah. question is, 11.4 million viewers, where do you think that ranked for the week? Oh, man. that's There's no way that's number one, even though now that would be a hard... So, like, what number? 15? Oh. What do you say? 10. 50th. Oh, You're 50th for the week. For 11 million wow. people watching it? Because, like, amazing. the number one show would have, like, 28, like, what, 20. What was the number? So the top five shows of the week okay. right. were number five was Friends. Okay. Four, oh, was yeah. four, Suddenly Susan. Suddenly Susan wow. was number four? It was probably, uh, three was Home Improvement. Sure. Two was Seinfeld. Yeah. One was ER. ER was so big oh, in 96. Right. The yeah. reason God, that I suddenly Susan ER. was higher than Friends is most likely because it was couched between Seinfeld and ER. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, it was. So that's why it got the boost. And fr- they, and like Friends was, they were confident enough from Friends to put it at the lead of Must See TV. Okay. So like yeah. people start on Friends. Man, Must See TV. What an era, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Home, like, home Improvement squeaking in there at number three, like. Yeah, wow. It's a big show. Um. I don't watch Home Improvement. I like Home uh, yeah, that's the other show we, we did. We, Brett and I talked about it. And since then, I have watched every episode. Wow. In January, I watched all 200 and like... How, how does it stack up? The yeah. first, honestly, like the first uh, four or five seasons are so much better than I remember. I know I stopped watching after like five or six seasons. <laughs> the, the embarrassing thing is, is that I was like, oh, I, I remember when Mark, I watched it until Mark went goth, so like... That was a cup. There were a couple seasons left. It's like no, that is season seven of eight. Like I watched, I <laughs> oh, literally, watched I sat, I watched. I was a weekly. I did not realize I watched it for that long. <laughs> uh, but it it holds up. Like the first, your first hundred episodes of Home Improvement are actually probably one of the best family sitcoms ever. I was gonna I say, I remember liking it yeah, a lot. Like when it, it went is, into reruns, I, I would rewatch it because it was. I was like, oh, stealthily, yeah, good. stealthily super progressive and stealthily super really? liberal hmm. uh, because it is. The entire show is about ma- toxic masculinity right. literally blowing up in his face, his face right. as, every single week as yeah. like a strong voice of reason from a woman who's an actual well-developed character. Jill yeah. is a very well-developed And then character. also Alan Wilson being like these examples uh, of secure, healthy. strong, healthy masculinity yeah. that is... Doesn't need to prove itself. That is also is like valued within yeah. the context yeah. of the show. And then also the fact that his three sons also like... Completely disavow. Totally take it. Like Randy does not take after him. He's the most hot. Yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting watch, and it's so it's a really good show. (laughs) So watch that. So on IMDb, three thousand and seventy two users gave this a nine point two out of ten. I mean, you go higher, lower. Is that right on the money? For that feels that feels right to me. It's it's, it's not perfect, but it's pretty. It's not a perfect episode, but it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many great gags in it. And, like, Hank Scorpio is such a fun character, and I'm glad that they never brought him back. Yeah. You it's know? They, so they were originally, that's a trivia that's coming up next, is they were originally going to bring him back for the Simpsons movie. 
Really? But they created a new character instead. Also As voiced in, by yeah. Albert Brooks. Oh, yeah. really? Russ Cargill. Oh. Uh, like, he's sort of the villain in that movie. Right. I would have been okay with them bringing mm, him back for, for the, the movie. movie. That might be That funny. would have been the yeah. only situation where I would have been okay with it. What them. is the movie's reputation? The movie's... I, I, as a Simpsons fan, I'm like, it's just okay. Yeah, I don't even really remember it. I mean, I'm sure, how does it compare to like what Simpsons was doing on TV at that point concurrently? Uh, I guess the thing it's, is like it's, most... it's probably about the same as where the show was okay. at that point. Like I had, ducked out I had stopped watching the show at that point. That's the other insane thing to me about the Simpsons. Usually like, with a TV show, it's like, I love Cheers. I have seen every episode of Cheers. Yeah. And I can vouch for it, like starting strong and ending strong. Golden Girls, same. Friends, right. It's really bad at the end, but, like, I've seen every episode multiple... The fact that there are people who's like, Simpsons is their life, like, they love The Simpsons, it's their favorite show, and they have not seen two-thirds of it. Yeah. 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 Is like really after, weird. Insane. After season, like, 13, I don't know that I've seen more than, like, 10 episodes. Yeah, I haven't seen you know? a new episode of The Simpsons since I was a but you still like love the but show. I love oh it. man. And it's like, yeah, that it's, it's so fascinating. It's a completely fascinating. different show now. It totally redefines how you define your favorite thing. Because right. I'm very much like, yeah. I will not wear a band t-shirt unless I love two of their albums. Like I'm right. pretty, like yeah. I need to be able to like know my shit I, and back my shit but, like, up. Don't I'm, I'm wearing you... right now oh. a Ted Leo and the Pharmacists t-shirt, which is a band that was like, I know that catalog pretty well. Yeah, so if anyone's like, hey, name album number two, you're like, good. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Oh, uh, Tyranny of Distance. Okay. <laughs> te- technically, that's like his first album as the pharmacist, but there was like an, a, a minimally released album before that. See? But I'm like, not going to question yeah. you owning that shirt. That's yeah. fandom. But it is weird. Like, you but, can say, like, the, you, I love The Simpsons, and I loved 13 years of it, and I haven't seen 20 more. Yeah. Like, it's, well, they it's, just shouldn't have made 20 more. It's just, yeah. You know? I, but I know it's like don't you and I machine. kind of feel similarly about The X-Files? Oh, yeah, because I, right. yeah, that is the thing, like, I have not seen most of the last two seasons. Yeah. I've seen a handful, I've seen Butt Butt. Right. <laughs> Everyone well, go watch Bad Everybody. Love, the yeah. episode that has a butt demon from India coming over mm-hmm. and then possessing people through their butts. In, in New Jersey. That is, New the only place Jersey. where something like that would happen. <laughs> um, I, have, yeah. I have also seen, like, ten X-Files episodes, and one of them is that episode. Right. Yeah, because we watched it in my class. Yeah. I'm also the same way with Mystery Science Theater. It's like, I count yeah. Mystery Science yeah. Theater as being like a formative show of my sense of humor. It's very But important. I only know the Mike years, because I did not have Comedy Central as a child. I had sci-fi, and so I only oh, discovered man. it when Mike came along. Some of those Joel episodes are so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's also ones. like, every episode that is two hours long, so yeah, it's like, it's a a, lot. I'm not gonna go yeah. back right. and watch all this yeah. so much Mr. content. Mystery Science Theater is like, great for a sick day. Yeah. Great for when you're just like, Maybe laid out. Or like, when you don't have any friends show. in middle school. And, right. Oh, wait, what? Equally <laughs> good. Because <laughs> that's what I would do every weekend, <laughs> yeah. is watch Mystery Science Theater all the time. Yeah. So who would you say had the must-see performance in this episode? Oh, it's Albert Hank Scorpio is such a home run of a character from start to finish. Yeah, like literally every time he shows up in the episode, I was like, "Oh, oh, this is one of my other favorite bits." You know, of just like even just that bit where he's like, "Homer, why don't you hang up my jacket on the wall?" We don't have walls. In fact, I didn't even give you my jacket. And then he's wearing his jacket backwards. His own jacket backwards. (laughs) Such a good visual gag. And I think what's remarkable about his performance as that character is he's not annoying. You know, no. like yeah. that archetype, that like way too eager boss yeah. who wants to be your friend is usually like a Terrible. scummy a Michael Scott sort of douchebag. Like, like, yeah. Oh, David Brink gets but this guy he's so magnetic. Mm-hmm. He's like you absolutely do lovable. You want to hang out with him and go bowling. And you want him to kill the United Nations. Yeah. <laughs> like you're kind of rooting for him. Italy or France. That's <laughs> not. They never say Italy. So are there also different, because I remember when I was a kid, everyone was really into Bart. Like, Bart was the breakout right, character. Right, right. But then I feel like as I got to high school and, like, older, everyone was into Homer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there different phases of, like, this is a good, like, Lisa season? Well, this is a good... Oh. Oh, there's definitely episodes there, that are, like... I, I almost said that my favorite episode is the episode where Lisa starts hanging out with a smarter girl. Oh, that is that a great That is an episode. excellent episode. That is a terrific there, episode. Uh, and she goes to her family's house and they play this game... They're like, uh, oh, we play a game where we uh, make try to re- make, we try to rearrange uh, the name, make an anagram out of a celebrity's name into a description of them. Right, which uh, is practically impossible. Bo- <laughs> like borderline. And so uh, her dad gives the smart girl, uh, who I think his name is Allison. Yeah, I think it's so. like uh, Alec Guinness, and she's like, oh, genuine class. He's like, oh, very good, uh, Lisa. Jeremy uh, Irons. Jeremy Irons. 
And she goes, like, Jeremy's, Jeremy's iron? iron. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, Lisa, well, I have this ball. Why don't you... Perhaps you'd like to bounce it. Right. <laughs> and it's then she messes episode. up bouncing right, the ball. She can't even bounce the ball. That's really Aww. good. It's a great episode. But it's also, in the end, sort of about, like female solidarity a little mm, like yeah. instead of sabot like she decides to sabotage her in this like science fair project yeah. or something in diorama rama diorama rama <laughs> <laughs> right and then in the end she's like you know what this was this was bullshit we're both really smart young women and like, we why should can't we be both friends. be smart yeah, yeah. And, and, they they should be friends. Friends. and they should be friends. Was that episode they'd written be by awesome. a man? Were they all written by men? Ooh, probably. So the Simpsons? Yeah. Overwhelmingly, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's a yeah. good message. I'm glad yeah. that, that message. And it, that's a rare episode, I would say, yeah. of The Simpsons. Because, I mean, especially Marge, there are so many episodes where she could just, she just gets screwed. The whole yeah. show is, like, that's kind of the weakest part of the show. I well, feel I like they had, earlier on, there were a lot more pro-Marge episodes. Yeah, but she always, it always ends with her being like, the most important thing to me is my family, which is good and makes sense, but she never gets to claim anything for, for herself yeah. at the end, you know? Like, yeah. she always, tr- she you know, maybe she's going to be a bowler, maybe she's going to get a job, maybe she's going to do this, but it, it always ends with her being like, no, I'm going to sacrifice everything yeah. and not even keep a little thing to keep me happy. And that's the interesting thing about it being an animated show is like, well, March can't get a job because then we have to like animate her all outfit. of the, we have to like change up. We have to animate <laughs> yeah. all these different, but whereas there's like if it's multiple a lo- episodes where, where she March does get a job. job. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's always, keeps them. Yeah. yeah. The episode where Marge becomes a cop is a uh, great episode. Yes, that's really it's good. good. Is it really more? And she looks so hot. Is she it more expensive so to like? So like, I'm Roseanne. She goes through a lot of jobs. Like mm-hmm. when she moves to like the fucking like diner that she co-owns. Like, is it more expensive to build a physical set that you use, or to paint new like animation backgrounds and cells? That's mm. that's a great question. Because it isn't like why then why if they are equal in cost, then why wouldn't they just be like, oh, let's give Marge a job and enter in all these well because like when you when Marge like becomes a cop it's like they probably have the police station yeah now they have to make model sheets for Marge as a police officer and all the animators have to learn it's like okay well when Marge is in uh, when Marge is a police officer where does her hat sit on her head and like when she turns and it's like that becomes such a big concern in animation yeah Yeah. and it's not like they don't have to like reanimate Roseanne (laughs) like (laughs) uh, must other people see this episode Oh, if you're a Simpsons fan, you haven't At, seen this yeah. episode. It's an absolute delight. What the? You should see it. And I think even if you're a casual Simpsons enjoyer, it's a great episode. I'm glad. And also James Bond. Yeah. yeah. yeah also, if you're a James Bond fan, you should watch it. If you're episode. a Bond fan, it's also a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that I got to see it. So let's move on to the last segment of the episode from the great TV sitcom book. This is a book Ooh. published in 1983 that has little capsule entries of sitcoms from 1949 to 1983, uh, including ones that only lasted a few episodes or a couple seasons Ooh. that we will never talk about on the show, but we can talk about right here. Please. It was written by Rick Mitz, and he has a little sassy personality, just in case that shines through in his writing. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to flip through the book, and then tell okay. me when to stop, and then we'll okay. find the closest capsule page to that. Okay. So. Stop. Okay, so we're in the 65-66 season. Let's go. Okay, so do you want to hear about... Oh, there are actual, like, shows we're going to do on this podcast at some point. So that's weird. So give, uh, us, give us one you're not going to yeah. do. The double... Lo- so the ones that I want to do at some point that are big are F Troop, Green Acres, and Hogan's Heroes oh, are on this are page. All, which okay, is like those are famous we've, shows. We've done Green Acres on this show. Uh, so The Double Life of Henry Fife. <laughs> What a great title. Gidget or Hank? Oh, Gidget. So which one of those three do you want to hear about? Mm, I, I, I got to know about the yeah, double life of yeah, Henry Yeah, I need Five. to know so, what happens in those lives. <laughs> so the double life of Henry Five, 1965-66 TV season. Mild-mannered Henry Wadsworth Fife, played by Red Buttons. Red Buttons! Never asked to lead the thrilling, dangerous, important life of an international spy for central intelligence. In fact, he was perfectly happy as an accountant. But when Agent U-31 died in a hit-and-run accident before he could reveal his vital secrets, Sub-Chief Gerald B. Hanahan, Fred Clark, found out that only one man could take his place. Henry turned out to be U-31's exact double, so when the call from Washington arrived, he reluctantly stumbled into the dead spy's identity and his job. As things worked out, Henry was right to have resisted the Sub-Chief's orders. ABC released him from active duty after only one season, leaving the forces of democracy much better off. 
Okay. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, so see, he's got a little Rick sausage. Rick got a little. Yeah. The, so, yeah, the double F Henry Fife is just a, that's a movie, he's right? A dop- he's a doppelganger? He's a, he movie? looks like a spy dies. He looks just like the spy, then he that is, becomes I mean, a spy. Okay. That is more or less the plot of the movie Kagamusha mm. um, by uh, Kurosawa, mm. uh, meaning Shadow Warrior, where a, um, wow. a daimyo is, is dying, um, but his sort of like second in command are like, if other clans know that our daimyo is dying, they're going to invade us and kill us. Mm. And they, ah. they find this bandit. Uh, a double role played by Toshiro Mifune. Mm. Oh, or not, oh, not, uh, no, it's not Mifune, because this is like 80s Kurosawa. It's, oh, yeah, who was either... Yeah, who would have been too old? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's the guy he used in... I'm not going to be able to think of his name, but he's all, he plays the lead in Ron also. Uh, but uh, he is like a bandit, but he looks exactly like the Daimyo. And so they like, right. train him to stand in for that guy, and they sort of manage to... like survive this era of instability and then like but it's like kind of the same plot line. so do you think double f henry five is biased based off that yeah. <laughs> well kagamusha uh, is like late period with red buttons it's like 1980 so oh, yeah. maybe kagamusha is based on the double <laughs> f <laughs> yeah can we get red buttons for this oh, no. <laughs> damn it well, I guess we'll have to make do with toshira before <laughs> i i know red buttons from uh you ever see that movie? They shoot horses, don't they? Uh, no, but I like learned about. I learned about it and I read about it because it sounds insane. Like it's about a dance contest that goes wrong. Yeah, oh. uh, it's just like a dance contest. It's a depression that... era like dance marathon. Uh, that like you know it's depression era, so everyone's like in it just because like they you get a little f- bit of money. Well, you get fed, um. and like that's why people are in it. And Red Buttons is like this old guy who's like, I can go longer than any of it. And I think he was nominated for an Academy Award for yeah. that because he's really good. That's at just it. like the name of it. Like they shoot. They shoot lame horse, like they shoot injured horses, uh, don't they? Well, this is a real spoiler alert for they shoot horses, don't they? So if you're gonna I'm watch never, it, ever gonna watch a movie don't. called They Shoot Horses, don't they? Uh, well, at the end of the movie, um, the leader, uh, Jane Fonda is in the movie, yes. and he shoots Jane Fonda and Whoa. kills her because she's like they've been in this dance marathon for like five days and are like literally dying. Yeah, uh, and so he shoots her, and they ask him like, "Why do you do it?" And the last line of the movie is, "Shoot horses." And then he gets like dragged what? off to jail. But what is that? That's not an, uh, an explanation. You have to, you have to it's watch like the movie. It's like a horse its leg. It's, they it's just more, shoot it It's or more about the fact that like it's a uh, during the depression. It's just like it pe- was bad. People, people's lives were just forfeit. You know, yeah. it's just like we were just wasting the human potential of hundreds of people because we couldn't feed people. Mm. And it's like uh, rather than watch her suffer for years and years and years, um, and she was like tortured and miserable. Uh, I shot her. Yeah. And it's like... Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the favor of... So that's a... It's a, it's a, her life. It's that, a good movie. He did uh, that, very did that after a double up in your five. It's a little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh, it's, it's a solid movie, but it is very depressing. We'll never talk about that show on this show. Hmm. Double Life of Henry Five. Yeah. Lost of the Sands of Time. Aww. It just sounds like Get Smart. Which yeah. is also from that Yeah, game. it's like Get Smart, but not probably not as good. No. Right. Which I want to do Get Smart at some point. Oh, man. Great show. Where can people find y'all online if they want to talk about the Simpies? Does anyone uh, ever call it the Simpies? Yeah, yeah, the Simpies. The Simpies. Oh, please, no. Uh, I Jeez can Louise. be found on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jeremy M. Vent. Uh, I'm, I'm there all the time. And, uh, and of course, you could check out my podcast, Mission to Zix. Yes. Uh, oh, starting yes. up season two on May 30th, uh, yeah. where I play... The uh, mildly disgruntled uh, protocol droid C fifty three. And I'm I'm a little bit of a ghost on the internet. I, I am on Twitter at uh, Diana McCory uh, and Instagram on I, I think it's Dianosaurus Rose. Yeah. Um, and I have a show coming out on Facebook later this year called yeah. Human Kind of that should be good. Yeah. So, uh, it's about a teenage girl who finds out her dad was an alien. Exciting! Um, that'll be a little. It'll, it's animated, so it'll be a little Simpsons esque, I'm sure. All the Simpy fans will love it. Yeah, all the, the Simpy fans the, will. All the Simpy heads are going to be. Yeah. yeah. All the simpletons. <laughs> these are not terms. Yeah, I don't think they do they that. They don't use these terms. These are all gold. These are all great. Simpsons. Simpsons fans. Simpsons yeah. fans. Yeah. Simpos. I think it was maybe before people had cute terms for, for, for specific being a fan fandoms. Of yeah. Simper fines. Simper. Ooh. 
That's you're really stretching the pun <laughs> on that one. Oh yeah. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guests, Jeremy Bent and Diana McCoy, for dropping by and talking about The Simpsons with me. Next week, I'll be discussing another forgotten show from the 80s. This time, it is the show It's Your Move, starring a very young Jason Bateman. We will be discussing the It's Your Move episode, Pajama Party. And Pajama Party is in Season 1, and it is Episode 5. And you can watch It's Your Move on YouTube. I'll be tweeting out a link to that video, so if you want to watch it, like us on Facebook or Twitter, and you will get a link to that episode there. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Tweet your questions about sitcoms to at MustHaveSeenTV, or send them to MustHaveSeenTV at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at MustHaveSeenTV. If you like what you've heard, or if you would like to request an episode of television for us to watch... Please rate and review Must Have Seen TV in iTunes and let me know what you want me to watch there. It just needs to be a show or an episode that we haven't done yet, and let me know in that review. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett Light. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. Our theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by The Go Team. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening, and I'll see you next week on Must Have Seen TV. 